The John Morris Show, episode 70. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash johnmorrisshow. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the John Morris Show. I'm your host, John Morris. And in today's show, we're going to be getting a little techie. So if you're listening to this on one of the podcast areas like iTunes or Google Play Music or SoundCloud or wherever, and you're not getting the video, I would encourage you to head on over to youtube.com slash John Morris video and check this out so you can actually get the video for this. So I'm going to be showing some code and some stuff, so there's not a great way for me to do that via audio only. So be sure to jump over and do that. Now, what we're going to be talking about or what I'm going to be showing you how to do is how to create a contact form using PHP. There's probably a hundred different ways to skin a cat. There's a bunch of different ways that you could do this. If you went out there and searched for a tutorial on this or code on this, you'd probably find a hundred different ways that it's done. So I'm going to show you one way that you can do it. I'm going to show you some of the advantages and disadvantages of doing it this way. All right, so uh, a couple admin notes before I get into this. Um, obviously, you know the first thing that's going to cross most of your mind is where can you get access to the source code? I am posting all the source code now inside of Patreon for supporting listeners only. So if you want to get access to the source code, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. All the details are there. And if you become a supporting listener at the right level, then you can get access to this source code, all the source code I post, all my past source code, uh, and so forth, even exclusive Patreon-only courses, and so on. So you'll want to go to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon for the source code. All right, so let's take a look at what this contact form does. So you can see this is a pretty standard contact form, name, email, message, and then I've added this math thing here. You could do this with reCAPTCHA. You could use a honeypot if you're familiar with those terms. I'm just doing a simple math one here uh, to, as a kind of a way to deal with people with, with robots, essentially with scripts and stuff, submitting this form. So uh, we'll go through how we do that. All right, so I'll go ahead and I'm just gonna I'm gonna actually trigger 
this not working. So the first thing I'm going to do is just enter my name and I'm not going to enter the rest of this information. I'll hit send here. And so you're going to see we're going to get some error messages. It says, please enter your email, please enter your message, and your math is suspect. So what this is doing is it's validating this form and making sure that this answer is right. We've entered information for the message and for the email. And so in this particular case, we're requiring all of these fields. Now, if some of these fields that you enter in your form aren't required, then obviously you don't need to do uh, these checks and so forth. So uh, you can kind of, well, when we get to the code, you can kind of work through that. Again, it really depends on what your form is. Now, if we go ahead and enter this correctly, then enter all of the information and we hit send then you'll see we get a message that says your message was sent we'll be in touch so pretty straightforward a common thing you'll see but if you've never done it before sometimes it can be a little tricky uh how to figure out how to do all of this all right so let's get into that all right so over here on the left side uh, there's a number of things that we're going to go through here um uh, kind of another note is i've uh, this isn't how for the trolls out there really this isn't how that i would necessarily go about building this in terms of the organization because i try to put everything in one file so it's easy for people to get access to uh, they don't have to download 10 different files so everything's in one file um, for, for you to get access to plus i know most people are trying to integrate this into an application of their own so it doesn't make sense for me to to build this application that they then have to tear apart so i really do it kind of down and dirty that's why you'll see a function in here you're going to see some styling custom styling in here normally what you'd want to do is this part here you would want to put into its own uh, file if you have a functions file in your application already you'd want to add this in there or if you have something that already does this then you don't need to worry about this part here this stuff you'd probably want to put into a config file um, and you know include that file the styles sheet down here you'd want to put into a step separate style sheet and then include that here and so forth okay so don't get too caught up in the organization it's really the code that matters and you can figure out how to fit it into your application. All right, so the first thing, let's just take a look at the HTML. So you can see we kind of have a standard you know, header up here. Uh, one thing you'll note is I'm using Bootstrap for the styling. So that's why I really don't have much styling here. Um, I added some padding around this message here. So I added 15 pixels around these messages. That's the only styling I did. Everything else is default Bootstrap. So with that being said, you can kind of gather that then the HTML down here is really going to be default bootstrap. So, and that's what it is. Section, container, row, column. And then inside of that, if we come down here to our form, which is the big thing, we have our form. The, the two biggest things to notice here are method equals post and action equals index.php. So we're submitting back to this same page here. And that's why all of our PHP is up here because we're submitting to the same page. All right, so we have a label. So we have our label right here. Um, again, standard bootstrap, we have our input. Biggest things to get out of this are the names. So the name equals name here, the name equals uh, email here, and then the name equals message here. So name, email, and message, because those are what we're gonna get from our post data when we submit this form, and I'll show you that. All right, so uh, again, the, the HTML is all standard bootstrap markup. You can really mark this up however you want. 
you know, you can look through this. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the HTML because this is really more of a PHP tutorial. All right. Next, we have the check, this check down here, our math. So the name of this one is then human. Okay. So name, email, message, and human. And then down here, we have our submit button. All right. So again, standard bootstrap, just to make it look a little bit pretty, you could, of course, come in and change this up how you want. All right, so as you know, probably know, but I'll show you what happens then when you submit a form like this is that it sends the data that is entered in the form fields to the page that you specify to this action here. So index.php and it uses the method you specify. So in this case, we're using post. Now you could use get and what that does is it actually passes all of the information in the URL. Generally, don't recommend that because there's a limit on the amount of inf information you can send via URL. Uh, plus, it just makes your URL look really, really dirty. Um, so most often for a form like this, pretty much always, you're going to use post. About the only time that um, I really see using the get method is um, for, for something is, is search forms. I mean, there's other instances and so forth depending on your application, but an actual form that's submitted using get is most often is just search forms. So uh, most of your forms you're going to want to use this post me method. So it's going to post the data to index.php, meaning it's going to basically gather up all this data and it's going to send it to back to this same page. So when the page reloads, then it's going to send it back to this page and it's going to put it into a variable called post. So if we just simply do print r and post right at the top here. And let's go ahead and submit this again. Oh, and actually I'm gonna have to go ahead and upload this. So I'll move this over here so you don't have to watch me uploading stuff. And I actually have a Nitrous app here. Nitrous. A lot of people ask me what editor I use, it's nitrous.io. So I have to sync up my file real quick. Um, so we'll go ahead and let that work here just a second and then we'll upload that file I'll try not to do this too much and then if we hit send we should get the post array at the top here so you'll see it took the data that I entered here and it posted in there name email um, contact at johnmorrisonline.com message test human 7 so it put all of it into this array so that's what we need. Now that we have the data that was submitted in the form in an array, this super global called post, now we can use that data to interact with PHP and uh, send our email or send our contact form. Okay. So basic, you know, that's just kind of basic PHP stuff. Now we're going to do a couple things. First off, we want to validate our math. So this is just the first thing that I'm going to do in here. I'm going to check whether or not this is correct. So uh, five plus two should equal seven. So I'm just going to see if uh, post human equals seven. Remember our, our very, our, our form fields were name, email message, and human. So we're going to check post human to see if it equals seven. Now you'll notice I'm wrapping this in a function called int val. This is essentially just going to make sure that whatever is entered here gets gets turned into or is an integer okay so we just want to make sure that we're working with an integer um, and then we're going to see if it's equal to seven 
If it's not, we're not actually killing the script yet. What we're going to do is we're going to set this errors array, which we uh, instantiated up here. And we're going to add an item to it that says your math is suspect. Now, you could change this message to whatever you want, right? So whatever makes sense for your site. So change that. Um, and it's going to add that to that array. And then we're going to keep, we're just going to keep going. So next, we're going to validate the email address. So we're going to see, check and see if it's empty first, if the email address is empty. So post email. And we're going to see if it's empty. So that's right here. So if it's not empty, and we're going to run this filter var function here, which is essentially going to look at the email address and it's going to run it through whatever filter we specify. In this case, it's filter validate email. So this is just going to check and make sure that we have a valid email address. So if the email address is not empty and it uh, is not valid, then we're going to set another error that says that is not a valid email address. Now, the reason we add the not empty, you're going you're gonna to see down here, we're going to whitelist for empty again down here is because if we don't set it, don't do the is not empty up here, then you'll end up with two error messages if you have an empty uh, email address. One that says that's not a valid email address and one that says, please enter your email address. So this just helps clean up our error messages a little bit, having this not empty. All right, so again, we added, if it's not a valid email address, we added this, uh, we're going to add this to item to our error message. So now we would have your math is suspect and that is not a valid email address. Both would be in our errors array. Next, we're going to do some whitelisting. So there's probably, you know, if someone's trying to hack your form, they could be trying to submit all sorts of different um, different form fields to the form. You want to make sure that you whitelist only the fields you want. That's what we've done up here. So we specify our whitelist. Um, and in this case, we're doing name, email, and message because these are the only ones that are actual information we want. The, the math check is just to run this check here. So we don't need to worry about whitelisting it. All right, so name, email, and message is whitelisted. If you add, so that's the thing, if you add fields to your form in the HTML, you need to make sure you whitelist them up here as well. All right, so what we're going to do is then we're going to loop through our whitelist and we're going to check or we're going to set then this fields array with only the values uh, from our post array that are in our whitelist. So that, that may seem a little confusing. So let me try and explain that a little bit. So we're going to, again, loop through whitelist, which is name, email, and message. And we're going to then grab the values from post for name, email, and message. So if there is a item in post that has name, we're gonna grab that and we're gonna now set that as fields name. So we're essentially just creating a new array out of this, but only including the stuff in our whitelist. Because we're looping through our whitelist array, only the stuff that we've added to our uh, whitelist are we gonna pull out of this array. So you, there could be a 100 things in this array that somebody submitted. All we're going to pull out is whatever we've added to our whitelist. So name, email, and message. That's what this little, these couple lines right here are doing. So that's essentially whitelisting and just grabbing the stuff that we want. That's way better than blacklisting, trying to come up with all these scenarios that people might want. Just only look, this, these are the things I want. So these are what I'm going to grab. All right, so we've grabbed those. So now we have the fields that we want in this new array called fields. Now we're going to loop through that array. And we're going to check the data. So we're going to check the value. 
and we're going to see if it has data in it. So we're going to check and see if name has a value in it, if contact has a value in it, if message has, a, if something was submitted in that field. If it's empty, then we're going to add a line to an, our errors array that says, please enter your, and then the name of the field. So that's why we're doing fields as field and, you know, this data. This will allow us to you to both grab the key and the value from the array. So uh, we're again we're going to enter this line. This will add this to our errors array. So um, now we you know if if this was filled out and completely blank, then we would have several messages. One that says your math is suspect. One uh, one that says please enter your name. One that says please enter your email. And one that says please enter your message. Okay. So that's what we're doing here. So you can see that if I just remove, if I remove all this and I hit send, then you can see there's nothing in our post array that was sent because it's all blank. And you can see that your math is suspect. Please enter your name, please. So this is allowing us to display these error messages. It's also then down here, we're going to check. So in order to send our email, we need to know that everything went through okay. So we're going to check our errors array. And if our errors array is empty, that means we didn't have any errors. So we can now send our email. And so we're just going to use the PHP mail function. We're going to use email address, subject, and then fields message. So the message from our fields array. So email and subject are two of the things that you set up at the top here. So you see I have the section that says stuff you need to change for your form. One of those is email address, one of those is subject. So you change these to whatever you want. This is where you want the emails to be sent to. Again, this is a contact form, so this would be probably be your website or your client's email address or whatever, wherever you want that set. So that's we're gonna use the mail function, very straightforward. It's the email address, the subject, and the message, and then you could add another one here called headers if you want to add email headers to that I want to keep this really straightforward and simple but adding um, headers to an email like this isn't too bad all right so then we're gonna send this we're gonna set the value of this well after this function runs to we're gonna set this variable sent to whatever this returns now it's gonna return true if the email was sent and it's gonna return false if it wasn't so it's pretty straightforward check and we're going to use that down here in our HTML. So that's our that's our PHP, and it's really pretty straightforward. We're just do, running a couple checks, whitelisting our values, and then we're sending the email address if we don't have any errors. Very, very straightforward. Now, we can then use some of this to display these error messages and create a more interactive form here. And so the way that we do that is if we come down here, first off, we have this uh, kind this. Uh, if else uh, statement here. And so what we're going to do here is because all of this, when the form processes, we have this errors array that gets set and we have this fields array that gets set. We already have everything we need to display our error messages. And if you notice, if I put in just my name here and I hit submit, you'll notice that error goes away, but my name populates back in here. We have everything we need to do that in our errors array and our fields array that we already have up here. So what we can do is we can check and see, look, let's see if errors is empty or not. So if it's not empty, then we know we have errors and so we need to display something. So we have a div with the class of errors 
And then we have this little funky line right here. And I'm going to go ahead and try and move this back a little bit. See if we can get this mostly on one line. So what this line does is this is this is going to display each one of these errors, but you notice it's all done with one line. Now, this is a little trick that you can use using the implode function. So if you're familiar with the implode function, it allows you to break an array apart and then and put it into a string using some sort of separator. So you know, normally you might have uh, use a, co a, a comma as a separator. So if your array had name, email, and message, and then use comma as a separator, you would have name, comma, uh, email, comma, message, comma, right? That's what implode does. And you can go online. And I recommend if you haven't worked with implode, look, you know, look it up and look at some of the stuff on it. But what this little line does is allows us to create this and really without having to loop or any of that stuff. And so what we're doing is we're imploding our errors array. Remember, we added all those messages to it. Now we want to display them. So we're imploding it. And the separator that we're using is this closing paragraph tag and then this opening paragraph tag. Now, the reason we're doing that is because you'll notice this. we've wrapped this PHP statement in the opening, same opening paragraph, and then we've at close uh, closed it with the same closing paragraph tag. If you look, what you're going to get then, if you have an error message, is you're going to get an opening paragraph tag, and then you're going to get a closing one, and then an opening one again, and a closing one. So if we look at our markup over here, what it ultimately does, uh, if we go down here, is you can see it creates perfect syntax, opening this error message and creating wrapping it in our paragraph tag, wrapping this one and wrapping this one. So essentially it's a quick way to wrap all of these in the the um you know in the HTML that we want for this to display correctly. So uh you could use an unordered list, you could do whatever you wanted with this, but this uh, is what you know for bootstrap, this is what I decided to go with. Again, you can change that up how you want, but that's a quick little line here. So that's what's displaying our error messages here. We're, we're essentially just imploding them, which is kind of like looping through them and displaying whatever error messages we have in our errors array. So if it's not empty, we're going to display those messages. Then we're going to do a check and say that after that, so if, if it is empty, if our error arrays is empty, then we assume that we didn't have any errors. However, our mail still might not have sent, right? We may have got this far and then we went to send the email and there was a problem. So we still want to check for that. And remember, we set that the value of whatever mail returns to our sent variable. So we're going to check and see. This is essentially checking to see if uh, that sent variable is true. If it's true, then we know that the email was sent so we can display a success message. And that's what we're doing here. And this is just a straight HTML success message that you can change however you want. So that's why when we have success here, then we get the success message. So that gives you essentially the toggle right here between error message and success message. And it displays whatever error messages are value valid based off what was entered in the form. So you can see that's not not a ton of code. Uh, if you if you write your PHP up top in a way that 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 corresponds with how you have it down here, you don't have to write a ton of code to make this happen. So it's a very clean or, or very concise way of doing this. All right. Then the other thing that we talked about is how we have our values 
if we don't enter everything, we don't lose everything in the form. They come back to us. Again, that's because we, we have the values in this fields array up here that we created. And so we can use those to populate the form. And that's what we're doing here. So we're setting value e equal to, so the value uh, of this input field equal to uh, the the corresponding post variable from our um, post array if there's anything in it. So in this, the way we do this is we run an is set on fields name uh, or fields email or fields message on the 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 field for this particular input and we're using a ternary operator if you're not familiar with those again i would recommend taking a look at those but essentially the way this works is we're doing is set and the is set is right here so it's the full is set right here it's not the ternary operator doesn't get wrapped inside these parentheses that's a common thing i see people do you're actually doing a full check right here. So you're checking if it's set. And then you're using this as basically kind of a shorthand for if else. So if it's true, so this is kind of like saying, this question mark is kind of like saying, if it's true, then I want this. I want to show this. Okay, or this is what I the va this is what I want. So in this case, if it's true, we want field's name. So if field's name, if there's a value in it, we want that. So that's gonna be this is essentially what we're gonna get back from our ternary operator if it's true. This you can essentially substitute in, but if it's false, then this is what we want. And in this case, we don't want anything. So we're gonna set value to blank. Okay. And then you notice we echo this. So essentially what's going to happen is if if you entered a value in the field name, then it's going to it's going to uh put that into this value field. So if I came down here at and just did anything uh actually it won't let me send it. Right? So if I I enter that, you see I get it back. And then if I come to message even though my math is still wrong, I get, I'm get i getting all these values back so they don't have to be re-entered. Okay, and so this is essentially the line that you'd use for every one of these. You just copy and paste it and cha change out, well, change out the email name, the field name, so name, email. Message is a little bit different because it is a text area, so you're not going to have value equals. You're just going to actually put this in between the opening closing tag for text area. Again, if you want the source code, you know, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon becoming a supporting listener. All right. So that's how we get these to show back up here. So again, not a ton of code to get this to work. So you notice that this is really fairly pretty concise way of doing this, of creating a contact form that has all of the error messages you want, repopulates the form how you'd like. We haven't used sessions or cookies or all of that stuff uh, that can sometimes get a little bit complicated for people. We're just doing it all right here in this page um, and, and you know, having it work how we want. You know, it's kind of funny. Every time someone uh, joins my email list, I ask them a very specific question. I ask them, what would you say if I could, if I told you I could teach you how to master PHP in the next few months, and I get a lot of interesting answers. Now I get a lot of people who, you know, they say, "Sign me up. Where do I start? Let's do this." Right? I get people who are a little more skeptical, 
who say, um, it would depend on the details, you know, if it costs, what it costs, etc. And then I get people probably on the, the most skeptical end who are like, well, what does it exactly take to master PHP? And all these are really great questions. Now, let me ask you this, since you're here listening. What if I told you that you could learn everything that you needed to know for PHP to get started working full-time in PHP, to actually get off of that nine-to-five you hate and start making your living as a coder? You could learn everything that you needed to know. 265 lectures, over 28 hours of content for just 37 bucks. I hope that your answer is a resounding yes, because I can tell you this is a very unique opportunity compared to the way I had to go through it and the way developers in the past have had to do it. So I don't want you to underestimate this because there's, you know, there's a lot more options out there now today. But I see people out there spending two, three thousand dollars on boot camps, spending tens of thousand dollars going to college, and you don't need to do that. You can get started in the next few months, learn everything that you need to learn and do it for just 37 bucks and learn from someone who's been doing it for a number of years now and knows exactly, they know what you need to learn, they know how to teach it to you, and they're going to do that. So that sounds like, you know, if you're one of those people that's, yeah, where do I sign up? <laughs> Head on over to johnmorrisonline.com php. You want to make sure and use that link specifically. That is an affiliate link, but it's also a discount link. So you're going to get 26% off the regular price of the course and you're getting access like I said to all 265 lectures you also get access to the chat area where you can interact with other students and the instructors there's over 13,000 students enrolled in the course Edwin Diaz is the instructor he's been a freelance web developer for a number of years and knows exactly what he's talking about uh, and is in the there in the chat to help you other students and so forth so you can get this taken care of you can get PHP mastered and you can get down the path get on with your career and making your living as a full-time web developer. So again, don't underestimate this. Don't overlook it just because you may have heard about this stuff before. You can get this taken care of. And all you need to do is go to johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP.